The Carolina Hurricanes season is on the line as they are down 3-0 in their series against the Florida Panthers. And game four is tonight. Will they continue on their season? We will talk about that in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes. Your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, make sure you're following me on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96 and the show on Twitter at lo underscore hurricanes and i am once again joined by my host andrew schnitker how are you doing today andrew it's been a minute yeah i'm doing well i'm back from a uh, a nice little uh trip to the beach unfortunately the uh the hurricanes cannot say the same yeah their their trip to the beach has not gone great so far we had some stuff going on yesterday so we didn't have an episode yesterday so we're going to talk about game three real quick uh, before we dive into game four. And first off, Sergei Bobrovsky, he was great for the Panthers. He has continued to be great for the Panthers. And it's been the main thing I, I feel that's hurting the Hurricanes on the Panthers side. He's like the main guy that's preventing them from winning these games. Obviously, yes, the rest of the team out there is doing great, but they cannot get anything past Bob, and that continued in game three. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the chances they had. You know, you look at the breakaway for Stefan Nason. You look at um, one that Seth Jarvis had right on the doorstep. I mean, even when they did beat Bob, they didn't because they hit the post three times in that game. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what's so you know, demoralizing and frustrating right now is that these games have been so close. Like the Hurricanes are on the brink of having their season end in a sweep, but they could just as easily be up 3 nothing in this series as they are down 3 nothing. Yeah, it, it's crazy just how close these games have been. It has not been like the New Jersey series at all. It, these games are very, very close, and it feels like had they got this – one bounce here or this one bounce there be talking about a totally different series right now hurricanes could be up three nothing down to one up to one like it it feels like these games could have gone any sort of way and that's like you said you know whenever we have beat them last night or excuse me not last night uh the other night hit the post three times and you know so when you are beating him you're not even having the puck luck to get the puck in the net. And it is very, very frustrating. But, you know, that's not the only thing that's going wrong for this team. And, you know, we knew we wouldn't have a repeat in the New Jersey series. We knew that where, you know, it was offense galore. We knew that. Uh, but, again, Bobrovsky, he has played a big part in the Hurricanes not getting goals. But it does feel like just the team as a whole – isn't what's the word I'm looking for? It isn't where they were at in the New Jersey series. It feels like it's really dried up a lot. And you know, again, Bobrovsky is a big part of that, and the Florida Panthers team is a big part of that. But it does feel like they're just not able to co- 
to create the chances that they're able to do uh, in New Jersey. It's not like they're able to create them and then yeah, Bob is stopping them. It, it just feels like it's a dry Thanksgiving turkey all over again. Yeah, I think you look at the Panthers and the way that they play, and you remember mm-hmm. when we talked to Mike Maniscalco about you yeah. know one of the biggest things that Paul Maurice brought to that team when they made the surprising decision to switch coaches after last winning the President's Trophy last season was going from that run-and-gun style um, that we kind of saw from the Hurricanes and Devils in that series to much more of a structured defensive system, and I think you're seeing that a lot from Florida. Now, the hur- the Hurricanes are getting good chances. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's almost been two extremes. They had a ridiculous shooting percentage against New Jersey, and now it's gone completely the other way where they're not getting any puck luck at all. But I do also think the Panthers are doing a really good job you know, blocking shots, keeping those point shots that the Hurricanes like to get through to create rebounds and create chaos from getting through, um, especially in the, I thought, in the third period of game three, they did a really, really good job taking away the middle of the ice. And when you have an opponent who's doing that, that's going to make it a whole lot harder to create those chances and to create those sustained waves of pressure that I thought we would see from them in the third period of game three, but we really didn't Mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean certainly like i mean we've all seen the numbers sergey bobrovsky you know that he's probably saved over 20 expected goals in the past two rounds of these playoffs at this point and he's been insane but i feel like if you just put it on bob you take away from some of the things that the florida panthers have done really well defensively in this series especially i thought in game number three yeah because they yeah, that's not taking anything away from you know, the rest of the team. They've all played you know, phenomenal, and you know, especially to get w- to where they are. They're one win away from going to the Stanley Cup final. It has to be the whole team. But you know, it's steering it back to the Hurricanes, you, know, you, you talk about you know, the style that Florida plays or, and how they have really done a good job of shutting down that run-and-gun style that the Hurricanes like to play. And it feels like they scouted the Hurricanes really, really, really well. Because, you know, just about anything that the Hurricanes have been throwing at them, they've been able to shut it down for the most part. You know, yes, you know, there's been little hiccups here and there for the Panthers. But do you feel like the Hurricanes may not have adapted as well as they should have in these first three games? Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. I definitely think there are some things that they could, you know, could try to do better. Um, you know, I think the F- Florida too, they're doing a pretty good job moving the puck quickly to nullify floor- the Hurricanes forecheck. And again, I think this goes back to Paul Maurice with the scouting and the strategy. Because, I mean, people forget that man has coached and seen a lot of hockey over the years. He he is a very – look, say what you want about him, you know, the way his Hurricanes tenure ended, the, maybe as a motivator. He is a smart, smart coach. And he he's – I think, you know – You've seen in the past, um, like when the, you know when the Hurricanes had successful playoff runs with him as their coach in like 2002 and 2009, he's very good at identifying what the opponent does well and coming up with strategies to take it away like the Florida Panthers have done. So, yeah, I mean, I fear the Hurricanes, I think you do have to figure out, you know, hey, they're blocking these point shots out. They're taking away the middle of the ice. You know, we've got to try to get, you know, maybe get more going down low, get across, get Bobrovsky working side to side, you know, do 
you can't just keep trying the same things over and over again and expect it to work. And I feel like that's what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. I also feel like if I'm Rod Brindamore, I would have done a little bit more in terms of changing up the lines for game number three, as opposed to well, what did he actually do? Did. Just bump Mackenzie McEachern up into the top six. Yeah, or even, I really think that was about it. There, there wasn't you know, really any major changes. Uh, but that... Yeah, it just feels like not enough changes are being made. Because, again, you know, like the lineup, uh, it feels like, okay, you know, you could have you know, changed things up a little bit there. And, you know, it, it feels like, you know, they, Florida scouted the Hurricanes so well, and the Hurricanes are – like you said, still trying to do the same few things over and over again. And it's look at where they're at now. Well, and I don't, the thing I don't get is like, it's not that they've been playing, you know, the hurricanes are bad or anything like that. They're not. No, they're Uh, talked about. They, they could be up. I said that they could be up three, nothing. I mean, they're getting chances. They're not burying them, but you know, going, I mean, going back to the lineup, like I don't understand how, you know, these past two games, with scoring being at the premium it is, we haven't seen a shift of Tevo Teravainen and Sebastian Ajo reunited. I mean, that's kind of your, you know, we haven't really seen it a ton, even this year in general, we haven't really seen it at all in these playoffs, but that's kind of your old reliable if you're looking for a spark. I mean, that's one of the first things I would do. Given that they're, you know, depth scoring from the guys like Jordan Martinuk and Jesper Faust has dried up. I would probably reunite those two with Jordan Stahl just to kind of get that good cycling um, possession, you know, play driving line back together. Even if you aren't going to get a lot of scoring from a tr- from that trio in this series, you're at least going to, you know, establish even more momentum with what they do to drive play. So, I mean, and this isn't me saying like, oh, well, the Hurricanes are going to lose this series because Rod Brindamore didn't change the lines. No, I mean, but I do think Rod could probably be doing more right now in terms of making adjustments um, than he has. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree. It feels like you know, more adjustments could have been made, but you know, we got one more game and it's important to take these one game at a time, you know. And that's, you know, super, super important. You know, it's just, you know, they just need to focus on getting the win tonight in game four. Just get this win. Like, yes, they have to win four straight now. And that's a very hard hole to dig themselves out of. But it can be done. We've seen it done before uh, in with teams. Uh, you know, L.A. did it in, on one of their cup runs. I believe it was 2014 one. Yeah, it was a, so, you know, it's it, the sh- the Sharks in the first round, and then they ended up. Yeah, they ended up winning that. Came, that was one of the Kings teams that ended up winning the Stanley Cup, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, it, it can be done, and and that's the important thing. They just need to take it one game at a time. Let's focus on Game Four. All right, once you get past this one, focus on Game Five, and then just one game at a time. That's going to be really key here, and we will continue to talk about what the Hurricanes need to do to come away with the win tonight in Game Four right after this quick break, folks. Now, folks, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit. It's time to make the same when it comes to make your to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need 
parts, accessories, head over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage. Look for the green check to know that your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible adults only. Exclusions apply. Now, tonight in game four, again, you know, we've talked about things that need to change already with maybe some line adjustments and you know, adapting to the game a bit better. Uh, but, you know, as a whole, you know, keys to the game tonight, I feel that, you know, a good power play is going to be really important here. Uh, in game two, or excuse me, game one, you know, they had two power play goals. They went two for six on that one. I feel like maybe they could have gotten one more. But, you know, game two, whole lot of nothing game three whole lot of nothing so winning that special teams battle is going to be really important here tonight because we've seen countless times you know where just one power play goal can make the difference uh again you know going back to the game in detroit during the regular season where it was a one nothing shutout in favor of the hurricanes and the lone goal was a brady shea power play goal you never know when these can be the difference maker and now is a time where they are really really going to need their power play to be on point tonight yeah i think if you look at this series on paper it's probably pretty even but i would make the argument that the panthers have had the edge on special teams it's not Mm -hmm. like they're dominating with their power play the hurricanes penalty kill has still been pretty good uh they came up with that killing that partial five on three in the rest of the power play in that second period of game three, when the Panthers were threatening to run away with the game. But yeah, I mean, since getting those two power play goals in game one, the hurricanes power play hasn't scored and it hasn't been like my problem with the power play in playoffs past that cost them wasn't even that it wasn't scoring a lot because it's hard to score a lot. I'm, in in general in the playoffs, but on the power play too, but not coming through in key situations. And I feel like it had done a pretty good job of that in the first two rounds. But then you look at this series, you get one in the first overtime against Florida. I think they got one in, was it the third or fourth? It was one of the extra overtimes too against Florida came up empty. Uh, Obviously did not. I think they were 0 for three on the power play in game two with one of those coming in the mm-hmm. third period with the game late with the game tied. Um, obviously that could have changed everything. They did not score on their only power play. Um, and we could talk some more about why they only got one power play in game three, but I guess we don't really need to do that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's the biggest thing for me is that, you know, you need the power play to come through in those key situations, you know, you get that late second period power play with a chance to tie the game or go up. You get that one in the third period that goes to overtime. You get a power play in overtime might want to take advantage. So that that's, I think the biggest thing for me, if the hurricanes are going to have a prayer of pulling this thing off, 
they have got to get the power play going again. Exactly. And like you mentioned in game three, they only had one power play opportunity. So, you know, Florida is getting a lot of the uh, home team calls. So, you know, whenever they do get these opportunities, they really have to make sure that they take advantage of them because you don't know when and if you'll be getting another opportunity with the way things went in game three. Kind of figure it'd probably be a carryover into game four. So, Whenever you get a power play opportunity, they really have to make sure things are on point. And one thing you know, as a whole has been done well. Uh, it has definitely broke down in key situations in this series. But uh, keeping the defense tight, uh, that's really going to be important tonight. Sh- doing their best to shut down Florida. Again, as a whole, it has th- been good. You know, you mentioned, you know, we're kind of lump penalty killing in here with it, you know, how they killed off that partial five on three in game three when it felt like Florida was going on a run. Their defensive game as a whole in this series, even strength and on the kill, has been really good. And but again, it has broken down in key situations. Uh with you know both the Matthew Kachucks uh overtime winners, you know, in game two is you know, Slavin and Burns getting tangled up uh and led to that goal so keeping the defense tight tonight is also going to be really important and they're really going to need to do everything they can to smother the panthers offense uh you know and power play as well yeah because it's the other thing you know I, i go back to the power plays in key situations the panthers have been able to do that you know obviously they score on the power play uh, in overtime in game two, they get their one goal on the power play last or in game three. So definitely, you know, your kill needs to be Sterling. But yeah, you know, you don't want to give these guys time and space. Um, Alexander Barkov missed the majority of game number three. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the Hurricanes did not take advantage of that. I think they're pretty optimistic that he's going to be back tonight. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Matthew Kachuk's been able to do some damage in this series. They, you know, they need to limit his time and space as much as they can. Um, because the, the that's the thing is like the Panthers big guns have scored some clutch goals, but they haven't like been necessarily running all over on the hurricanes. And if you let those guys really, really get going tonight, that's gonna be curtains for sure. Yeah, and you mentioned you know, their their big guns stepping up at the right moment, uh, you know when they need them to. You know, that's one thing that the Hurricanes haven't been getting this series is the big guns stepping up at the key moments when they need them to. So, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you're looking at every single player on the team. We've said it a lot. You know, key players. You know, at this point of the season, is everyone top to bottom. You know, everyone is a key player at this point in time. But, you know, in this series, we have really not seen a lot out of Sebastian Ajo and Martin Natchez. Martin Natchez was really rough in game three. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, he started out good, and but he really kind of petered off as the game wore on because he was really out there, you know, all over the ice doing everything he could and i would argue you know he still was probably the hurricane's best player uh in game three because it really felt you know like he was doing everything he could but it just felt as the game wore on the hurry or excuse me the panthers did more of more of shutting him down 
uh, keeping him a non-factor. And Martin Natchez, he was, he's been rough. <laughs> yeah, I think Sebastian. I thought Sebastian Ajo played pretty well in Game Three. He created mm-hmm. a lot of chances. You, you, I mean, you could tell how badly he wanted to be the guy that broke through. I think the thing you know that's hurting him right now. You know, I hesitate to criticize him too much because. I mean, you look at his wingers, you know, Stefan Nason and Seth Jarvis, they're not getting a whole lot. Um, yep. He's he's kind of the one guy right now that the Panthers really feel like they have to pay attention to, have to devote mm-hmm. extra attention to, have to shut down because these other guys have dried up. And, you know, they're they're doing that effectively. I feel like they're doing everything they can to shut down Sebastian Ajo and kind of taking their chances with everyone else. Um uh, kind of reminds me a little bit of what the Pittsburgh Penguins did with Eric Stahl in the 2009 Eastern Conference Final. So, you know, it's not going to get easier for Sebastian Ajo, um, Andre Svechnikov ain't walking through that door, but certainly, you know, the Hurricanes can find any way to get him going, get him confidence, get him on the score sheet. Again, I keep going back to, I would put him and Tavo Teravainen together tonight. It's not like Teravainen has been great or even good since he came back in this series I'm not going to fault mm-hmm. him too much because he's probably rusty but yeah you know maybe that's the connection that gets them both going and yeah Natchez I mean he was rough in that series a lot of turnovers um, asleep on the at the wheel on a great pass from Brent Burns late in the third period that if he's like Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say this, but it, it is what it feels like. If he's paying attention, he's going to tap in to tie that game and probably at least force overtime. I mean, with the dearth of offensive producers that the Hurricanes have right now, when you have a guy with that level of talent that has shown that he can do it, he's just got to be better. He's got to step up. He's got to be more consistent. He's got to be better with the puck. Um, I think the Hurricanes are going to need a big game out of Martin H's tonight if they're going to do this. Yeah. And big in a positive way is also going to be really key as well, because uh, I don't want to have a big game and it be a uh, a game where you know he made a big mistake and cost them their game and at this point their season. But yeah, again, you know we can go down the list of guys you talk about Tavo Teravainen, but again, cutting him a little bit of slack right now, you know, coming off of his broken hand. Sure, but again, we can go through the entire lineup. Uh, and we'd be here all day, but yeah, Sebastian Ajo and Marty Natchez, they're, they're the two guys like we really, really need it from them tonight. Uh, but you know, we're going to continue to talk more about game four and what we can expect and give our predictions for the game right after this quick break, folks. Now, attention, active individuals. Are you tired of sacrificing comfort for style when it comes to your activewear? Introducing Bird Dogs, the game changer in athletic shorts. Picture this, your premium shorts designed for maximum performance combined with unparalleled comfort. Bird Dogs are here to revolutionize your workout routine. With their unique built-in liner, these shorts offer ultimate support and flexibility ensuring you stay comfortable during even the most intense workouts. And here's the best part. Bird dogs are more than just workout gear. They're versatile enough to take you from the gym to the street without skipping a beat. Designed with pockets that actually work, bird dogs give you ample space to store your essentials while you're on the move. Bird dogs are made with 
premium breathable fabric that keeps you cool and dry throughout your activities. Perfect for the trails, the gym, or simply lounging around. Bird dogs are the shorts you've been searching for. I was wearing mine yesterday at the Paramore concert in Charlotte, walking around uh, Charlotte in them, and they felt really, really great. Order your pair of bird dogs today and join the thousands of satisfied customers who have made the switch. Visit birddogs.com slash locked on NHL to get a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Bird dogs where style meets comfort and performance meets perfection. Get yours now and unleash your true potential. Now, looking at game four tonight, what if this is it? You know, because uh, it's a very real possibility. It's not, you know, they're down 3 nothing in the series. And as we've been talking about, the Panthers have been doing everything right in shutting down the Hurricanes, and they're in Sunshine, Florida tonight. And the Panthers have all the momentum in this series. So, again, it's a very real possibility if, that this is it. But if it is, uh, we're going to keep that as a big if. Is this season viewed as a success? I think that's a very, very loaded question that there's a lot of things to consider with that. I think, uh, yes, you know, going yes. into it, um, especially if you think the Hurricanes are healthy, if they get get to the Eastern Conference final and they aren't playing the Boston Bruins, they're playing Florida, they get swept. You say no. I think on the whole, you have to say yes, um, even given the circumstance, you know, given what they got here without with the injuries that they had. Um, it's ultimately another year of not getting over the hump. The only thing I would say is I think getting swept in this series and getting, you know, continuing that streak. And I said this on Twitter the other night and a lot of people got mad at me. Um, I don't really care, but, um, anyway, continuing this streak of not winning a game in the conference finals since 2006, getting swept here. Not a great look. I think it'd be a little bit different. If it, I mean, the games have been hard fought, yes, but if it was a hard fought six or seven game series. But I do think getting swept in this series, not really being um, in it, you know, winning games wise, that's going to leave a bit of a sour taste. But I think once you are able to step back and consider the full picture, I think you can consider this season a success given that, you know, going into the playoffs without Andre Svechnikov, without Max Pacioretty, losing Tavo Teravainen for a while, they weren't really expected to do much and they do get back to the Eastern Conference final. Yeah, I, I do feel the same way. Uh, you know, again, you know, getting swept is not going to be a good look because yes, here in the present and, you know, say like next year, we'll, We'll remember, yeah, that they were super, super hurt. They didn't have Andre Svechnikov. They didn't have Max Pacioretty, and you know they were missing key pieces. But five years from now, are we really gonna remember that? Yeah, you know, I, I know. Obviously, you know we will. Yeah, you know, that's our that's our job. But you know, is you know my next door neighbor? Yeah, you know, five years from now gonna remember that oh the hurricanes were riddled with injuries in 2023 that's why they got swept by the florida panthers no they're just gonna remember they got swept so mm -hmm. yeah 
you know, it, it's going to be interesting. But yes, I, I do agree as a whole, this season is a success. Uh, they got past the second round. And I think that was big. Uh, that was for me. I was looking at them to get to the Eastern Conference final, getting over that second round hump, hump that they were struggling to get over. And, you know, they did that. And they did that very, very hurt. And, and they really willed themselves to this conference final. And I do think, yeah, it's at the end of the day, it'll be looked at as a success. They got back to the conference final. And especially you know, because Florida is such a good team, they feel like a team of destiny, you know, like one of those teams, you know, like they are just, you know, on this legendary run. And, you know, if, you know, they you know, go on, win it all, you really can't be upset. But, yeah, it, it's one of those things as a whole. I do think it will be viewed as a success, but it will also still have that hint of disappointment because of, like you said, getting swept in the conference final again. Haven't won a game in the conference final since 2006. Well, and we talked about this before the series about, you know, having this mindset. And the other thing, you know, that I just want to remind is, um, you know, you get to this point in the playoffs, you're one of four teams left with an opportunity to win the mm -hmm. Stanley Cup. Anytime you don't take advantage of that, there is going to be some disappointment because, I mean, it, it it's hard. We've seen it. We've seen it very, very clearly. It's hard to get here. Mm -hmm. I mean. In 2019, you know, they made that first run to the Eastern Conference Final. I don't think anybody thought that it would be four years until they got back. And, you know, you look at how close the games are have been and how, you know, some of the missed opportunities they've had that, that maybe could have gotten them over this hump. That is going to sting. because, And, you know, again, like I, I do think with the injuries, it, it's still a successful season. But they showed clearly, you know, they could play and beat you know, pretty good teams, you know, a team like the Devils with the injuries. Um, mm -hmm. But I do, again, also have, think you have to go back to the fact, oh, they, they're they getting swept by the eight seed. The eight seed that beat the best team in hockey, one of the best teams in reg NHL regular season history, that made short work of a pretty good Leafs team, that shouldn't mm -hmm. have been the eight seed that won the President's Trophy last year. These, the, these Panthers remind me a lot of the, you know, we keep <laughs> – this is the second time we've brought up the uh, history of the LA Kings cup runs on this show today, but they remind me kind of of the 2012 Kings mm -hmm. that underachieved in the regular season, got in as an eight seed. And then they swept or beaten five. I think most of the teams they played in that playoffs and ended up winning the Stanley cup. So I think you're seeing a little, some similarities to that group here with these Panthers. Yeah, I, I agree. I really, really do. And yeah, it's going to be one of those things at the end of the day. I think, yeah, we'll, we'll look back and be like, yeah, it'll be a big what if. What if Andre wasn't hurt? What if Max Patrick wasn't hurt? Could they have, you know, beaten the Panthers? But we still got a game to play tonight. The season is not over. Uh, we are not digging the Hurricanes' grave and all that. You know, we're not doing that because these games have been close. The Hurricanes have had chances to win these. As we've said, it could be total another way around. The Hurricanes could be up 3-0, up 2-1, down 2-1. You know, 
they they really could be at a different place in this series uh had you know this one bounce gone slightly different direction you know so we still have a game to play tonight and i think that we are going to i said it in game three and i'll say it again here in game four uh because i think it'll be just that much more uh turned up is that the hurricanes are going to be playing with the level of desperation we have not seen from them this season and this postseason because Last time they were you know, trying to avoid going down three nothing. This time they're playing for their season, and I think they are going to be playing like madmen out there. I think they are. Everyone realizes you know the position they're in and that they have to play out of their minds tonight to keep their season alive. I think we've talked about him a lot, Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, you can tell you know how much he wants it. I think you're really going to see it from him. Haven't mentioned it yet, but I think we're going to see a monster game from Yespiri Kokinemi. We've already seen uh, everyone's seen the clip of him after Game Three in the hallway breaking his stick, uh, and Jack Drury trying not to get hit uh, by flying debris and flying stick. Uh, I think Yespiri Kokinemi is going to be seeing red tonight and i think he is maybe the hurricane's best player out there tonight with you know you can just tell like he's frustrated he wants it again we know everyone does you know not saying that no one else does uh but yeah i feel like he is really going to be a man on a mission tonight yeah I think the Hurricanes are are going to win tonight. I do. I think mm-hmm. they're going to break through for a couple goals, keep playing well defensively. Um, you know, they'll they'll be the more desperate team. It's really hard. You know, we've talked about how hard winning that game three on the road is after you win the first two at home. Winning that game four when you're trying to sweep is really, really hard too. We saw it mm-hmm. uh, with, I think, the Leafs were able to win game four in Florida um, in that series. I do not think the Hurricanes are going to win the series. I mean that. I mean that would be pretty historic to do that in the conference final at this point. Um, I do think they'll win tonight, force that game five, get to come home with a shot at either extending the series or letting you know the fans say goodbye to this group on on home ice. Yeah, I, I'm I'm there with you. I do think the Hurricanes will probably get the win tonight. Uh, again, that level of desperation they're going to be playing with, I think, is really going to you know, put them over the hump with the Panthers. Uh, but, yeah, it history is not on their side when it comes to you know coming down from 3-0 in the conference final. It's not on their side with that. Uh, I believe yeah, ESPN put out a stat the other day after the game Teams when going up uh three nothing in the conference final, 36 and 0. So I mean the Hurricanes can always be the first. We're not saying it's impossible, you know, because we've seen what this team can do, even without Sveshkov, even without Pacioretty. So it's not impossible, but it's very unlikely. But I do think the Hurricanes are really going to be playing out of their minds tonight, and that's gonna Again, like Florida, or excuse me, like Toronto, they're going to avoid the sweep. 
Uh, heck, like the Boston Celtics last night with the Miami Heat, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, avoiding that sweep. And I, I think that's what we're going to see tonight from the Hurricanes. I think they pull out a win. I think they end their conference final uh, losing streak. I think they finally get a win in the conference final. But, yeah, yeah, how long this series continues to go after tonight is going to be a very difficult question uh, to ask. You know, if you know the Hurricanes get momentum on their side, maybe it can happen. Maybe it can. Not saying it can't. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's a very tall order for them. But we will continue to talk about what the hurricane season has in store tomorrow as we recap game four. Hopefully, it's a good one. Hopefully, we're continuing to talk about the season and not doing a season retrospective. Uh, but at the end of the day, we got to wait. Game's got to happen. So make sure you are following Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes. Make sure you are following myself and Andrew on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96 and at a schnitt 53 respectively. Make sure you have your notifications turned on on whatever streaming platform you're using. And of course, make sure tonight for the Hurricanes game, if you're not at the game in person, watching at home, watching at the watch party, you are listening over on Sirius XM on the SXM app. Make sure you're listening to the home broadcast over there as well as Locked on Hurricanes because we are over there now as well. And also subscribe on YouTube. We're having some nice little growth over there. We're growing our little family. So, folks, as always, let's go Canes, and we will talk to you tomorrow.